But it's six to nine second stories. This is all about your short attention span and our capacity to make bad jokes in a very short space of time. Which it turns out, I don't know if we're good at it, but we can do it. <laughs> we can make very bad jokes in a short amount of time. So I'm first this morning because Mike went first last time. So this is my submission for the day. Well, we're yet to find a suspect, but it looks like the murder victim died in the living room. Ooh, ironic. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. You're a damn fool. <laughs> You're a damn fool. <laughs> well, let's see if you could do any better. Uh, I feel sick. You should try this new medication I'm on. It's got a couple of side effects. Coughing, sneezing, loss of memory, nausea, loss of memory, weight loss, loss of memory, uh, loss of memory, and loss of memory. <laughs> Six to nine second stories. It's going to be a thing. Tweet us. Hashtag. Have you ever wondered if there's been a word recently used a phrase maybe that was used for the first time in human history yeah i often look at things that i google and wonder if i'm the first person to have ever googled it and in most instances you probably aren't because humans are, are all creative in our own special ways but i'm fairly sure that our girl Batabile damini she did something epic because she used the term voting cows basically it was used to describe not being a proxy for a greater political agenda you know put that aside that's serious so talk. it's a recognized term I, I, in context it is I don't think it's it's actually been used before but it's contextual can you imagine a car with enfranchisement well we made it a thing they're probably gonna vote out fast food damn cows only cow what is that you may ask could you imagine a world where cows actually got the franchise it may seem unlikely that it's possible but yesterday I went off to a petting zoo and I asked a couple of cows about their political allegiances. So you actually spoke to cows? I spoke to cows yesterday, and this is what they had to say. It's a beautiful Sunday to be at a petting zoo and to be seeing some animals' political allegiances. I'm heading over to the enclosure for the cows to see which party they would prefer if they were to be voting. Yo, uh-uh. there's this cow on the loose. It's just in the open, and it's walking towards me. I hate cows. I'm so scared of these things. No, man. Uh-uh. I've taken refuge on a disused tractor at the petting zoo. It's painted like pink and green and stuff. I'm not proud of this, but at least I'm safe from that damn cow. We're at the cow enclosure where the cows are safely behind bars. It's like a wire fence separating us from them. We're going to do some political analysis right now. Cows can't understand English, but we're going to try anyway. Sorry, Mr. Cow. Hi there. Hi. It's looking at me, but doesn't seem to register what's going on. So if you would vote for the ANC, I want you to please flick your tail twice in the next 10 seconds. If you'd vote for the D, I want you to flick your tail four times in the next 10 seconds. If you'd vote for EFF eight times in the next 10 seconds, and the SACP 10 times in the next 10 seconds. Okay, go. One, two, three, ten. Okay, so Mr. Cow, you would vote for the SACP. Let's take a sample of about 20 cows and see what happens. It's so sad as I'm walking along here to see the degradation that's gone on in this place. There's graffiti all over the walls of the barns. What does that say over there? All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. What does that even mean? This is a weird place. Something weird's happening. Basically, every single cow I've sampled so far, I've done six. And everyone has suggested the SACP. We've just encountered a cow that is very, very still and it hasn't wagged its tail once, so it's abstaining from voting. I respect you, Mr. Cow. Do cows fall down when they're dead? I think this is a bull that I'm just talking to right now. How do you know if it's a bull? It's got big horns. Let me actually look below it. Yep, that's a bull. Another one, 10 SACP. Every single one of these cows and bulls have given me 10. So there's a weird affinity for the SACP over here. I'm walking out of the petting zoo and I'm hearing some weird music going on. What is that in the distance? Hang on, I'm watching some animals get into a group and they're starting to salute a flag. They're hoisting a flag. It's got the sickle. Communism on this. Oh my word. SACP. 
saluting a flag, graffiti about being equal. I should have known this was the case when I heard the sheep's bleating like this. I found Animal Farm. I found Animal Farm. I did it. Because we had voting cows. See what they've done. They've created communism, damn it. That moment when you're playing 83 grand for a lecture and your lecturer just reads off the slides. The worst trade deal may be ever signed anywhere. Breakfast. Breakfast that charges you up. It's the main switch. We're talking about whether or not you can actually go through WhatsApp and break down messages as someone else. We've all received those moments in life where you are WhatsApp and somebody sends a message and you're like, what the hell does this even mean? Is this even English? No. So we're calling in the team. In us, I suppose. <laughs> it's CSI WhatsApp. So we're going to try break down messages that you send through to us. So for example, if you get someone who sends you this. Hey. What does it mean? Is there lots of whys behind the... Hey, is there like a lot of whys? Well, I would understand that. If you listen, it goes on for too long. They want your beef. If there's too many whys, (laughs) (laughs) you can immediately read into the message that it's going down. Absolutely. The person is interested. I'm pretty certain at one stage in my life, I got sent that by my cricket coach. He was like, we're playing a game tomorrow morning. And he sent that. And I was like, (laughs) wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Otherwise, there's a couple of other things. So we got a message in earlier. This one comes from Tlaganipo. It says, please, can you help me understand? His girlfriend said, well, do whatever you want. What must I do? Oh, and Tlaganipo, keep your distance. Do not do whatever, whatever you want. Do the exact opposite of what you wanted to do. Whatever you wanted to do, don't do it. Otherwise, from Amanda... Do you think you would get away with it? She said she got this message completely out of the blue. She doesn't know who it's from. <laughs> Take him for a, a spin. <laughs> Take him for a spin, Amanda. Make him your your uh, your crash test dummies. No, do you think you'd get away with it? Sounds like they're threatening something. Yeah, I think that Amanda should run with it and see what happens just for a laugh. Send us the results. Just be like, hells yeah, I'd get away with it and see just what the person responds. The main switch. Today is commemorating Nelson Mandela Day. So we thought we'd do My City a little bit differently this week. My city, I love my city. My city, I love my city. It's our aim to show you how easily accessible it is to give. So we're trying to show you how easily accessible it is to be charitable and the amazing causes that are in the area. Now, Matt, I'm not sure if you knew about this, but next door at the Holy Trinity Church, a clinic runs every second Monday to assist the homeless in terms of their medical care by Vitz Medical Students. I didn't realize it was that often. I've seen it before, but I didn't realize it was as, as, as common as that. Well, I had never heard of it before, and then I've heard about it, and I went to go check it out last night, and this is what it sounded like. We're at Trinity Clinic right next to Vitz Art Museum, which is where Vauthem is stationed, but I've heard that there's a medical student-run clinic. The clinic operates every second Monday. We run parallel to the soup kitchen, so basically our patients are the people from the soup kitchen, and they come here and they get basic primary health care absolutely for free. We have an operating pharmacy. They also get their medicine for free. It began with the medical students who wanted to do something for the inner city homeless. But over time, it expanded. The committee is is a student-run committee with support from professors from the School of Health Sciences at Fitz University and the parish staff here at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Bramfontein. We're in the middle of my city this morning. What we're doing is finding out about areas in the city that you can access as a means of charitable causes. Of course, this is Sides of Mandela Day. We're at the Trinity Church's clinic that runs every second Monday night. 
Every Monday for many years now, we've been running a soup kitchen for about 300 members of the homeless community. I think it's just growing from strength to strength. The committee and selves are currently in discussions about extending this to dentistry. We already have social work students and psychology students who are offering other aspects of care for the homeless. And in fact, it's not only the homeless that are coming. I think you're seeing other people as well from around the community who might not strictly qualify as homeless, but know that the quality of care here is better than at most government-run clinics. I actually had a friend who came to the clinic one evening and when we were practicing our clinical skills during one of our pack sessions, he was just telling me about it and it sounded amazing. So I was like, okay, let me just come and check it out and see what goes down. I came once, loved it, and I've been coming since and applied to be a part of the committee last year. So now I get to be involved in running it as well, which is even more exciting. We do work in partnership with the Trinity Church and also like various stakeholders to get as much resources as we can and kind of impact more on the homeless. We also kind of recruit like medical students from uh, VITS and also pharmacy students and now it's more growing so there's involvement of allied health sciences more like you know coming here at promotion and checking patients assessments and so forth i think this is the one place where you can actually practice your skills one of the things is you can actually see the effect that you're making because patients come back they don't just come once or the most amazing thing about this project is that it's entirely non-credit however busy the medical degree is nowadays these these wonderful volunteer students find time in that busy schedule to come and practice but i, I think more more than that, they see the reality of people. We see Christ in the homeless and that the homeless have a place in Johannesburg. There are homeless in every city of the world. For a city to think that they can just tell the homeless to move on, where are they going to move on to? They've really hit rock bottom. And if they didn't come to this church to receive the food and medical care they need, increasingly colder winter weather, they, they would be dying on the streets. And normally for my city, I'm feeling like quite good about things. But when I left here, I felt quite moved and emotional about it because it really is such an inspirational place. And I guess what we're saying here is it really is easy to get involved. There's these sort of projects that happen every single week. This is how you can get involved in the procedure. We always need people to help with admin, to do stock taking. We take it from a two-day job to a one-hour job with a few people. If they want to come and actually be a part of the operating clinic, they could be a part of directing traffic, telling patients where they need to go, when. Commerce students could get involved by helping to write uh, business proposals and business plans for sponsorship. You know, accounting students could come and help and volunteer to do the books and audit the books. And I think every student in the university could find a way of getting involved. What we'd like to do is just make a plea um, for any healthcare professionals that are out there or if you know of any healthcare professionals, specifically doctors and pharmacists, because those are the two that we have at the moment, but branching into dentists, because we do need supervising doctors, and if we have more of them, we'll be able to go to a weekly clinic, and that's one of our goals. Tweet us. Hashtag main switch. We're going to be investigating how stereotypical adult novels are because we're they're known for being quite <laughs> stereotypical. If you've ever read like Fifty Shades or something like that, you'll know that these things are just a cesspool of people being practically exactly what you expect them to be. There's no creativity in the writers. You know, it's not the best literature, so people become quite stereotypical. There's a game we're going to play now. We're going to see if you can decipher one from the next, which is a adult novel character name or a hip-hop artist, like a B sort of C <laughs> Okay, so you're trying to see if you can spot... How, because let's face it, hip-hop artists are also pretty generic with their naming yeah, patterns. They, they, get, they get quite lazy when it comes to these sorts of things. So I think that it might be pretty interesting to tell the difference between one and the next. Okay, I understand the rule's pretty simple. I'm going to give you a name. 
character versus hip hop artist, and they will see who's right and who's wrong. So, Mike, I'm pretty shocking. I'm gonna guess at this because I can't say I've paged through many of these books. Okay, mm. Pedro. No, I'm probably even worse off than you. So well, this is gonna be a disaster. I think it might be pretty interesting just to see how good we truly are. The first one, Freddie Gibbs. Fruity Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Ah, oh, that's a rapper. That's hella generic. I'm gonna say that was someone sitting on their, I don't know, in their local coffee shop, and they came up with an <laughs> erotic <laughs> name. I'd say Freddie Gibbs is fan fiction. Okay, Michael Pedro, you are. Yes, you Damn are. It. Freddie Gibbs is a rapper who sounds a bit like this. He's a hip hop musician from Gary in Indiana. There's a place called Gary Who Knew. And he's renowned for releasing free music. He's not all about that fancy laugh. He likes to release things for free just to make sure that people are appreciating his sound. So, poor effort for you, Matt. Michael Pedro, <laughs> you're on point. Yes. Can, can you follow up this time? What about Curtis Blow? Wow. <laughs> um. <coughs> I would like to say erotic novel, okay. purely because of the context. Okay. No, so I'd I'm like to go see. That. I'd like to see someone rock the stage with yo yo yo. This code is blow. Turn me up in my headphones. <laughs> well, Matt is right. Yes. Michael Pedro is wrong. But Matt, you aren't quite as right as that because he's actually an old school rapper. He's like from back in the day. He was one of those like cool guys who used to hang around in the 1980s. In fact, he is an ordained minister and sounds a bit like this. You can hear the coolness in it. He's funky as hell. Oh, he really is. So Curtis Blow is in fact a rapper and not the character from. Yeah, the one for one. Mm. One for one. What about Morito Tucker? Oh, that's that's definitely an erotic name. Morito um, Tucker. He sounds. He sounds. Yeah. Okay. Worldwide. Well, you both, in fact, are correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, today, you are all right because Marita Tucker comes from a, a book named Mergers and Matrimony. It's about American Good and, book. <laughs> American and Japanese companies merging. An <laughs> 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 old widow executive business person then gets involved with a man named Morito Tucker and hotness ensues. So good effort there. What about Reiko? Just mm. single name like just Madonna? Reiko, just Reiko. I'm gonna say rapper. That that's a stage mm. name. I'll go with the uh, erotic novels. Well, in this instance, Matt, you said rapper. Yep. Damn it, yes. Michael Pedro. Well done. Uh, Reiko is coming from a book called Sinful Art of Revenge. The plot didn't... I, I tried to make sense of it. I was reading. I was like, what does this mean? I, I can't understand this blurb. It's not even English. Basically, what happens is a celebrity art dealer, which is apparently a thing in the erotic novel world, <laughs> they are tempted into bad decisions, one of which is sleeping with someone named Reiko. So, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> this is a bad decision. Adult, adult novels being truly creative. Utamaru. Any guesses for that? I've been sold by this before. Utamaru. I'll go rapper. Rapper? I'm mm. going to go I'm gonna go novel. Okay. Michael Pedro. That's yes. Mm. Why did I change? I should have Pedro is it. killing if it. If this is an Olympic sport, I'm winning gold. <laughs> Utamaru sounds like this. <laughs> He's Chinese and is probably a, a D-grade rapper. <laughs> he comes from a group called Rhyme Easter. You don't know him. You don't know how much milk he likes in his cereal. Why you got to diss his game? What do you mean? Why you got to be so harsh saying he's a D-grade rapper? Because uh, you can tell from YouTube. <laughs> he has like 15 <laughs> views. But the point is that he exists. One more. Blaze Chevalier. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh. definitely an erotic novel. <laughs> if yeah. not, the guy dabbles in erotic novels <laughs> while he raps. Well, you both are. Bad third is. And so that one is pretty mm. clear-cut. Not too difficult to work out. Anyone called Blaze who isn't a minister of education is probably an erotic novel. An erotic novel. Fair enough.
We try to test some of the random nonsense that we find out there in the world. Because we're scientists. Based on our methods, I'm probably going to challenge that, but <laughs> I, I like to feel important. Yeah, absolutely. This is what we're here for. Actually, from now on, we, we're going to go get ourselves some lab coats, and whenever we do myths on Main Switch, we need to wear our lab coats just so we can actually get into the full science of things. And it would probably make things more spectacular because they're really good. So imagine when we have wing white clothes. <laughs> basically, gonna, you can write journals on this stuff. Medical journals... Other journals. I don't know where you're going. With I that. had nothing left in the tank, so we just got to leave it there. <laughs> you left it up in the air. Anyway, what we're trying to test here today is: Does sight actually affect what you're tasting? Okay. So you can pick up a yellow sweet, dump it in your mouth, and you immediately think that's a, that's a lemon sweet, yellow favored, and it kind of helps because it's yellow. You assume that's a, that that's what the flavor is, mm-hmm. and you almost taste what you expect. Okay. Now, the understanding is your brain's actually telling you what a lot of those tastes are. These aren't actually as defined as you think. So we are eating with our eyes. Exactly. Okay, so we're putting that to the test today on Myths on Main Switch. Now, last week, we, we tested if you could tell the temperature by the sound. So we're kind of messing with your senses here on Main okay, Switch. let's do this thing. So, Mike, if you could cover your eyes with the provided... My eyes are blindfolded. Blindfold. And I'm not digging into the bag of wine gums. I'm going to try and sample one right at the bottom. Okay, so he's pulled out a flavor. I'll tell you the color now as soon as he s- assumes what the flavor is. So... Is lime a flavor? Lime is a flavor? This is lime. No, it's not. That's orange. <laughs> <laughs> Snap, Betty. The citrus is probably there. So, so swallow that one. Let's get the next one in and see if you can actually recover. Okay, let's do this. Getting another one out. Uh, I hope Wait, it's not the same flavor. Did you just spit that into your hand? Well, I've got to keep the show moving forward. Why didn't you just swallow it? It's a sweet. Because it's whole. I'll vomit. <laughs> I'm vomiting on the microphone. This okay. Is, this let's... is yellow. Lemon. Lemon. Mm. Okay, well, I can tell you lemon is correct. <laughs> yeah, but that do. Okay, third one. I'm not, Let's trying go. To f- I'm, not, I'm not trying to find different shapes. Have I had this one already? The shapes don't matter. Okay. Shapes, are, it's only the, the flavor. This is red. Okay, I so. Know, I don't know what the flavor is. Maybe like raspberry or something? Nope. That's blackcurrant. This is blackcurrant? Yep. Are you, what? <laughs> what sorcery is this? <laughs> so, so far, he's got one out of three. I'm pretty certain that proves it. This is disgusting. All, I'm, I'm all, not bad. All or nothing. Let's have a look. What one is more. that last one? Mm, tastes like air. There's nothing to it. Wait. <laughs> this is red. You say that's red? Yeah. Well, you got it wrong again. That's black blackcurrant again. I thought it was, but I thought you were going to psych me. Oh. Okay, so clearly, it's proven. You eat with your eyes. Now it's time for us to get into our Tuesday challenge. And as told a little bit earlier, we are going to be listing local artists alphabetically. So what we're going to do is alternate. So for example, if Mike draws first, he'll get A, I'll get B, whatever. Okay. Now, we, we did a bit of a ching chong cha. I've gone first. And unfortunately for him, Mike lost. So he's going to be going first, <coughs> which means you need to start it off, but it's given you some time to then think about it. So yeah, got we're going to start off, and I've got a bit of a timer here to make sure that we keep timelessly. Okay. So if you would take it away in three, two, one, go. A. A.K.A. B. Babes uh, Duma. C. Casper Nyovest. D. Don Dada. E. Yo. Evolve one. Yo. 
<laughs> we'll question that later. F. Fifi Cooper. G. Uh, Gigi Lemayne. Double HP. I. Ingahina. J. J. Jeremy Loops. K. Uh, uh, sure, this is tough. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to press questa, you. Questa, questa, questa. Uh, L. Lula Cafe. M. Mafiki Zolo. N. Nadia Nakai. O. Oskiro. P. Pitch Black Afro. Two. Cunis. Actually, no, I'm not going to allow that. That buzzer made sense. It's not Cunis, it's DJ Cunis. You're out of here. Who else could you possibly use as Q, Matt? I don't know. You should have worked harder to think of one. <laughs> DJ Cunis is spot on. Maybe this is just a tie. Call it a draw. We'll call it a draw because I was getting squad for the next one. Jesus. Hashtag main switch. So it's time for us to get into our res cuisine. This is where we look at c- cooking some pretty atrocious meals in nothing but a microwave. This is, of course, so that you can maybe spoil yourself in your res room one morning. And recently I've been knocked around a bit. Uh, my confidence is on the ground. I've been destroyed because of my French toast. And I need to be picked up. <laughs> your French toast was pretty awful, but not nearly as bad as your eggs. Oh, they were both terrible. So no eggs today? Are we safe? Macaroni and cheese, only the microwave. Water, cheese, macaroni. That's all that there is to it. Well, it takes quite a while. So Mike's already prepared it. He's now going to go heat it up. This was what it sounded like when he made it the first time. Let's hope the, the resurrection can improve it because I've seen what it looks like at the moment. This meal is a real crowd pleaser. Yeah, I need a crowd pleaser right now because I've been disappointed in the last few weeks. This morning we're making everyone's favorite mac and cheese in the microwave. The first thing you need to get your hands on is some cheese and you need to grate it. You can be quite generous because it's cheese and nobody's ever like, oh, too much cheese, gross. No, people love cheese. So get yourself some cheese and start grating. The second component of any mac and cheese is obviously the mac. About a, a palm full. From the depths of your kitchen cupboard, get yourself a mug and you can cook your mac and cheese in there. Oh, I just spilled a macaroni. Did you hear that? It just fell all over the floor. Put about a third of a cup in water. So you're going to put macaroni in water and you're going to fill up. Now your water and macaroni mixture put into the microwave and set it for four minutes. After four minutes, you're going to stir it a bit, put it back into the microwave for two minutes and it should be good. It's out of the microwave and looking quite good. I've now added my shredded cheese into the cup and we're going to put it back into the microwave for 45 seconds and melt the cheese. Mmm, looking good, smelling good. This is a really good effort, I think. Your cheese is melted. Add two teaspoons of milk and then give it a stir. I'm going to head back to the studio and see how it tastes. As you know, we're making macaroni and cheese and it only use making a microwave. Nothing else. Microwave ingredients and putting it all together. So, Matt is going to do the honors. He has the macaroni and cheese in his hands right now. He's going to be having a bite. Why is it always in a cup? Uh, he's asking why it's always in a cup. Point is that if, if it's in the microwave, it's a really easy way to cook things because it stores all the heat in. So it's often used to make like a single portion bit of food. And this was like a, like a 10 minute process in total. So it has to be pretty concentrated. He's going in for the bite and he's chewing it away. He's giving a like a yeah. So not too bad. He seemed to embrace that. It's okay. He said it's all right. This is good. This is something positive. After my previous failures, this could be a turn for the better. Is it possible, Matt? What do you reckon about this? Mike, I think you've done it. 
Yes, thank you. I think I think you've created something that is vaguely edible. Edible, actually. I like that. It smells kind of pungent. I'm not going to lie to you. It smells it's like cheese. It's, 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 it's yeah, cheese. it's it's some some pretty rank cheese, but the taste is fantastic. Fantastic, and he says. Do you hear that? One thing I will say is the noodles sort of range. One half of the noodle is like really squishy, okay. and then it goes up to being quite firm. So it provides crunch and softness in the same meal. Oh, but it actually that. tastes really good. I would eat that. Thank you. Thank you very much. So is this, uh, you know, a repair for my previous instances of destruction? I'd say you've actually saved yourself. Uh, that That is a, a decent meal. So Res Cuisine, success. Macaroni and cheese in the microwave. So if you're feeling peckish in your res room and only have a microwave, you can have the good old comfortable. Yeah, because it is very comfortable. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese. It's comforting. Yeah, it's very comfortable. Especially because it's cold outside. switch. We heard a lot about Mandela this week. It was, of course, his birthday earlier on this week. And it was quite a sincere time. People spoke about this gentle, loving, caring person. But we sometimes forget that he was, in fact, a serious badass. Let's kick things off. The Badass Billboard on Main Switch. A badass is defined as somebody who is just above the ordinary in their coolness. They do things that are alternative and brave and ballsy at the same time, and they're just pretty cool people. For a lot of people our age, we didn't really see that of Mandela because we saw him from a frail time when he was a lot older. We didn't see him in his boxing days, sort of when he was classed by the government at the time as a terrorist. He was a seriously cool guy and did some amazing things. So we decided to give it a bit of a ranking system. So in the studio is Sour Corn and Matt, and we're going to be giving, I'm going to give you five facts about him, and then I need you to please tell me your ranking out of five about how badass it is. If it's so one, it's like pretty tame, maybe like unicorns and flowers, and if it's five, it's just like super metal, tough, badass. Full blown punching a T-Rex in the face. That sort of business, all right? So, to, to kick things off today, he and his cousin ran away from home in 1944 to escape deranged marriages. Wait, he married his cousin? No, him and his him and his like <laughs> they were homies. They were homies, and they 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 ran away from home because they don't want to get married as per an arranged marriage. Okay, I don't think you can ever start off a badass thing about running away. Like that's pretty cool. It's it's pretty cool. We'll we'll give him a two. A two, okay. Salcorn? Yeah, two without a doubt. Two. Alrighty. Um, he was a boxer, a seriously good boxer. He used to show people flames all the time. That's badass. I'm going to give him a four. Four? I'm going to give him a three and a half. Three and a half. Or oh, now you're making life tough me, and then I've got to work yeah. these out. What about he struggled at university and then got his degree in 1989? That yeah, is relatively badass. Yeah, I'm going to give him 4.5 for that. 4.5. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so I'm rounding it up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Matt? I'm going to give him a three. Okay, cool. He was he created the first black South African law firm. That's pretty badass. That, that's I mean, a, especially considering the circumstances yeah, at the time. That's a five for me. Five, awesome. I'm gonna go for a high four. I don't want to peak too soon because, like, all I need is he he no, did that, something. That is badass. <laughs> that is proper badass. I'm gonna give him four and a half. Okay, four. Oh, I'm, I'm four. Keep it at a four. Four. And then finally, he was a CIA target. That's badass. That's like uh, some Jason Bourne stuff. Okay, okay. That so is that a full a, five. Five for Matt. Yeah, but this is at a time where everybody was a CIA target. <laughs> no, no, no. He was, that was, he was a, international. An, an international target, which yeah, is amazing. Everybody was, guys. Let's, let's be serious. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it like a three. A, a three. three? You act like you were a CIA target. Okay, I'm going to quickly make this to listen summer. to a percentage. I've gotten all the rankings together, and then I'm going to turn it into a percentage real quick. Okay, so he got to 40, exactly 40, which is oddly convenient. So... He ranks in at an 80 out of 100, which is pretty impressive. 
the precedent has been set forever. Uh, we'll we'll compare him to some badass people in his in, in future because he's just such a cool guy. But to prove a point to you, to prove that he was a real badass, we've pulled out some old grainy audio of him being cool. You have not listened to my argument. If you have done so, then you have not been serious in examining it. I don't know if I have paralyzed you. No, 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 no. I... This is a uh, grandpa. Why don't you have these uh, cars next to you? I say, no, that's a barber. It's not done in this country. Yes, yes. Both the bush as well as Tony Black are undermining an idea which was sponsored by their predecessors. The resources of the country are monopolized by a white minority, even in that minority by a few individuals, whereas the masses of the people, especially blacks, are left poor, ridden with disease. We wanted to develop an economy which will put an end to that. Yes. Now, we're going to be introducing a new topic called the Roasties. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the first time it's happening and it's a perfect time. It's a Friday afternoon for us because it's been long enough to call it afternoon. Yeah, damn it, we've been up since four. Plus the other thing is, let's face it, most people clock out on Fridays. Most people have a four-day week and then Friday it's just how to avoid work in front of your boss. So we are going to be giving each other a bit of a roast right now because, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. The whole point about being here is to have a good laugh and we thought what a better opportunity for us to do that than to laugh at one another. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what better way of about feeling better about ourselves than to mock other humans who we work closely with? And when you say closely, we mean literally about a meter every single day. Who's going first? Okay, so I am the one being mocked, I understand. Yes. We're going to start off with your clip. Here's the example of what happened. Matt was reading out the number and said this. I don't, it can't be that bad. It's 011 if you want to... Not that funny. Really? That's what you're blazing me about? But here's where the funniness comes in. Listen to this. Say oops upside your head. Say oops upside your head. Say oops upside your head. Nothing? I, I, I should survive. I don't think my, my dignity is crushed too bad. Think for working here for how long you'd remember the number? <laughs> so that's what he's going at you for. He's going at you for that and nothing else. Yeah, that makes sense. 011-717-9881. Uh, Martin? I'm going to start off by roasting myself. I kind of messed up the back announce. I get it. Ladies are featured on this one. DJ Shega as well. It's called Criminal. Otherwise, bit of music before then. I'm lying to you. We had top five before then. So don't trust him. Trust me instead. Let's take a look at what's happening on your roads. Umtata. <laughs> that moment Mike thought we lived in Umtata You know why that's funny? Because nothing happens in Umtata traffic yeah, There's like three people that own cars I don't know about that But what I do know about was that I felt pretty stupid Because I roasted Matt And then I did the same thing exactly a second later He had so much arrogance about not trusting me I'm lying to you We had top five before then So don't trust him Trust me instead Let's take a look at what's happening on your roads Umtata <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was reading the top. <laughs> Were you talking about the car? <laughs> like a Tasha car? No, Umtata, the place in one of the stories oh on, on, on top five was Umtata. So I had written it down and then I I looked at that and I was like, 
in Umtata. And then as soon as I said Umtata, I was like, ah, oh, it's over for me. Did you hear me just stop? And I was like, ah, oh, what have I done? I've, I've played myself. I was wondering what brought out that, now that I remember it was the Umtata tornado. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it was. And wow. thanks, thanks to that, my life has become a bit of a joke. It was purely the arrogance of it. Do you know that after this, we're never going to get jobs? This is this is very peak because of this one feature. Anyone listening, this is why you shouldn't hire us. We're probably going to mess up on air content. But do, anyway, please, please, we beg you. Breakfast, breakfast that charges you up. It's the main switch.